I'm consistently consistent. Are we ready? We are ready. No, you're supposed to say aye aye, Captain. Aye aye, Captain Rachel. I can't hear you. Aye aye, Captain Rachel. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to Inconsistently Consistent. We are on episode seven, lucky number seven. If you don't know who I am by now, then that sounds like a you problem. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm Rachel. And I'm Melanie. And we're going to talk about some shit today. But first, Melanie, how was your week? (laughs) Well, my week was particularly bloody, Rachel. Oh. It's fitting for this podcast, actually. (laughs) Since we're doing true crime, but Mm -hmm. I didn't murder anyone, don't worry. Okay. No. Eli, my dog, decided that he needed to split his nail, and uh, it broke right down the middle. And did you know dogs' nails could just split down the middle? I did not know. Yeah, like two pieces, just like they're opening, like a beautiful flower, except it's not beautiful, and it bleeds everywhere, and it's horrifying. How did he split his nail? I don't know. It started, like over the weekend he was just like licking at his paw mm-hmm. more than normal and I was like something's up with your paw and I kept like getting him to show me and I'd look at it and like I can't see anything wrong mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. but he was licking and licking and licking at it like obsessively so I'm like I know if something is bothering it mm-hmm. but I can't figure out why and then like Tuesday morning I think it was I just, like, got up, and I was like, oh, holy shit, now you have two nails on the one toe. (laughs) And blood everywhere. So, lovely. So, we had to go to the vet and had to have his whole nail removed. Oh, the poor baby. Yeah, and he was more dramatic about going to the vet and getting weighed than Mm -hmm. he was about actually getting the nail removed. They always are more dramatic about that. So... My sister took Bruno to the vet a while ago and he got weighed and stuff and the vet wanted to clean his ears because like dogs with floppy ears, it's kind of hard to clean them because they don't like their ears being touched. Mm-hmm. Like my sister tries, but she doesn't like it because of like how waxy it is and everything. Okay. Um, so the vet went to go do it and like Bruno started snapping at him and was growling and everything. so then he's like okay I'm gonna take him out back to get like a vet tech to help me so he brings him out back and like all the vet techs are girls so of course wasn't he just a perfect baby angel (laughs) he literally was like perfect let the vet get his wax out he had some like deep wax that he had to get out but he was a perfect baby angel back there he just wanted the attention yeah Mm mm-hmm He's just a dramatic boy. Yeah, Eli was, like, being so dramatic when I brought him in. And it wasn't even about the nail. It was about, like, 
being at the vet and he was whining and he was like, oh my God, take me home. I don't want to be here. Oh my God, I got to stand on the scale. It's horrifying. I see how and then, bad I am. <laughs> he was like, this, I'm not getting enough treats for this. This is horrible. I hate this place. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we had to see a new vet and he's like, I don't like him. He's mean. <laughs> right? And so then and I'm like, he's going to be dramatic about it, but he's really like, he'll listen to commands really well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he's going to be super dramatic about, like, the vet taking him away from me because he's stupid mama's boy, right? And so Mm -hmm. I tell the vet that. Mm -hmm. And so he goes to take him away. And Eli, like, prances away like no big deal. (laughs) Make a fucking liar out of me. (laughs) Right? I'm here trying to, like, tell the vet, like, because he's never seen this vet before. Mm-hmm. that this is what's going to happen because he always throws this big fit and tries to jump into my arms all 108 pounds of him <laughs> right but no he goes back there all fine gets up on the table they don't even have to hold him down to remove his nail and they are like keeping him awake and everything oh my and gosh had to like yeah had to like numb his toe mm-hmm. and remove his nail while he's like completely awake and like no strap down or anything and do it and he just like didn't make a peep or anything he was like chill and they wrapped it up and sent him back out and then he's like can I play with the vet's cat (laughs) and I'm like can you be sick for a second like can you act like you just had your toenail removed for two seconds yeah I'm like can you chill Mm -hmm. like he does not react to that stuff. Like, he's super dramatic about everything mm-hmm. except being hurt or sick. Like, mm-hmm. any sickness, like, injury, anything does not phase him at all. Like, he could have a broken leg and he'd be there like, but what else? I still want to play ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, that was my week. So mm-hmm. it was bloody and money going everywhere. <laughs> not in my pocket. No, definitely not. People, pay your lawyers. <laughs> pay your lawyers because they have expensive German shepherds. Because their German shepherds like to be dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And somehow just split their nail overnight. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he did it, too, because it was, like, bothering him over the weekend. And then I wake up in the morning and it's, like, just miraculously, like, spontaneously combusted. I don't know and, what he did. And you will probably never know. No. I just get up in the morning and he's like, look what happened to my he's mom. He's like, mom, look what I did. And it was his thumbnail on his oh. front paw. And that doesn't even touch the ground. What did like, he, he was trying to hitchhike or something? Maybe. He wanted to get yeah. out because you weren't giving him enough treats. Hmm. I think one of the cats got to him. Or that. I, that was going to be my <laughs> suggestion is one of the cats got to it. Yeah. They're kind of like their own little mafia. Mm-hmm. This is probably like blood in type of thing. Definitely. It was a blood yeah. pact he had to do. <laughs> they, they were like initiating him into the gang. Yeah. He's part of the gang now. <laughs> yeah. He had a blood sacrifice to get in. <laughs> <laughs> it's blood in and blood out. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, speaking of blood. Today, tonight, we are doing a true crime episode. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes, insert some, some music here, Rachel. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and tonight, we are doing a case of murder. 
Dun, dun, dun. We're doing the case of the Hadleys. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Four Hadleys walk into a house. How many Hadleys come out? Who knows? Sir, you will find out within the next two-ish hours. <laughs> Hopefully Who not knows? that long. Our Marvel episode was over two hours. That was very long. I'd, well, we can talk about Marvel for a very long time. We yes. just know that we will probably have to cut Marvel down and make a million podcast episodes about it, probably. Oh, I, I, I only cut out the uh, necessary stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, first thing. Mm-hmm. We're going back to 2011. Oh, God. And I know. The year we graduated from high school, Rachel. Don't, don't, don't. Why would you do that? Why would I date us? I don't know. I just felt like it was time to put that out there. <sighs> it was a year of Facebook mm-hmm. and murder. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but at least we weren't in Port St. Lucie, Florida, which is where this case is from true we were in gander newfoundland (laughs) yes was it as bad as florida i don't know weather was worse obviously yeah but at least you know there wasn't a murder that we know we know of (laughs) (laughs) the exact same time Uh, (laughs) this is what happens when you've been friends for over 10 years Oh, yes. We've been friends for longer than 10 years. Yes. I said over 10 years. Yes. Before 2011. Yes. Okay. So, Rachel, why don't you start us out from reading this? Okay. Where we're at. All right. You already said where it's from, where it is, so I'm going to skip that. Mm -hmm. But in case you missed it, 2011, Port St. Lucie. Florida. Yes. Got it? Get it? Good. There's going to be a quiz at the end of this. (laughs) Take your notes. (laughs) If you get all the answers right, you will win a prize. A fresh bag of air. (laughs) We have them on on standby. We do have those on standby. The Hadleys were a regular family, or so it seemed. Oh, you, you know what I forgot to say? What? That you don't know what the hell we're talking about. I have no idea what we're talking about. So I'm going to be learning everything at the same time as the listeners. So you're going to hear my mm-hmm. genuine, raw, unfiltered, unedited <laughs> reaction. Yeah. So that was part of what Melanie was supposed to. And Melanie being me who's speaking and now speaking in third person like a villain. <laughs> they, they tend to do. Yes, they tend to yeah. do. So... I did all the research Mm -hmm. for this episode and put together the case and have a write-up on it, which Rachel Mm -hmm. will read some of, Mm -hmm. so that you don't just hear me talking and Rachel going, mmm, mmm, in the background. (laughs) Because I don't like my own voice enough to do that. (laughs) (laughs) To suffer through that. You figured by seven episodes that we'd be used to hearing our own voices. (laughs) No. Not not enough. Mm Mm-mm. Nana? No, no. No, no. Okay. But 
Rachel's never heard any of this. She doesn't know who dies, who lives, any of it. I know this case very, very well. I've laughed at this case. I've gotten mad at this case. I've seen the crime scene photos. Very weird. Mm -hmm. Rachel is in for a doozy as well as you. You listeners out there. Mm -hmm. All seven and a half of you. (laughs) I know who you are. Yes. I know where you live. Yes. Okay. Now, back to the story. Okay. The Hadleys were a regular family, or so we thought. (laughs) Back then they were, at least. Blake and Mary Jo Hadley were middle-aged married couple living in Port St. Lucie, Florida for over 20 years. Blake was a watch engineer at the nuclear power plant, and Mary Jo was a beloved elementary school teacher. Oh, no. Every time there's beloved, you know that's not going to end well for that person. <laughs> so that's your, your prediction? Yep. Mary Jo's kicking the bucket? Mary Jo gone die. <laughs> and then Mary Jo gone die. <laughs> do, 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 do. I don't know. Sounds like a country song. It probably is. Earl gonna die? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had two sons, Ryan, 23, and Tyler, 17. Oh, Tyler was the same age as us in 2011. Uh, I would have been 18 at this point, because we're talking about, oh, we haven't said it yet, but the murders happened around July. Oh, yeah, you were 18. So I would have been 18. I was still 17. Because I was old. You old AF. (laughs) (laughs) Old and decrepit. Yep. Uh, Ryan moved away to go to college about six weeks prior to the murders. Tyler was still living at home and in high school. So at the time of the murders, we got four people that could have been in the house. Mm -hmm. Only three were present. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Um, So there's some information about Tyler which I will read. So Tyler was born prematurely and he had developmental issues. He was three pounds and 10 ounces. That is a tiny little baby. Yes. I have no idea how big babies are when they're born because babies are like aliens to me and I know nothing about them. Most babies are said between, I think six and 10 pounds. Just going off of my friends who have had babies and have told me. I feel like 10 is really big. Yeah, that's a chunker baby. 10's like, like a butterball turkey. Yeah, imagine right? pushing a butterball turkey out of your cooch. Yeah, I don't have that. You don't have uh, a cooch? Thought. I don't have that thought as like ever in my head, please. Don't want that. No. Mm-mm. Also, Rachel, recently my dad started listening to this podcast, and that's also going through my head now that he's going to be listening to this, and (laughs) I'm worried, especially since we started a a, a Facebook page recently. Yes, yes. He shared it. (laughs) I did. I was about to say that. We started a Facebook page. Melanie's dad shared it, so we're in for a fun little treat. Mm -hmm. Because see, usually what I would say is I don't like anything going in that's you know, going out, that's bigger than what's going in. When I talk about <laughs> my vagina, okay? And now, now I'm 
doubting what I'm saying because my father is going to listen to this at some point, probably. Dear God. It's, a, it's okay. I can always edit the vagina talk out. <laughs> no, but I don't want to. But I, I know. Can we edit my father's ears out? Um, I need to learn how can to do Can we do that. something about that? Uh, I need to learn how to do that. So mm-hmm. I will work on editing people's ears off and get back to you. Now, speaking of Tyler here, editing people's ears out might be something that comes up later in this podcast. Oh. <laughs> so keep that in mind, listeners. Write that down. Yeah. Write that down. That's going to be on Write that quiz. down. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down right now. Um, he also had weight issues and developed an eating disorder at a very young age. He had very little friends and was very, very little, very, oh, very few friends. <laughs> he had very little friends. They're very small. <laughs> they were skinny. They were like, oh my God, we're so skinny. I'm just picturing them as small, like very tiny. Very small. Like, they were very small. They were little pygmy pups. Yes. Like from Harry Potter. Yes, they were tiny three-pound chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. And if you look down, the next, the, like, he does do drugs. Mm-hmm. He's very heavy into drugs. He does. It's another thing that he, he does. So, you know, if he was in, if he was seeing pygmy puffs from Harry Potter, that would make sense. It would make sense, yes. Okay. So he started smoking pot in grade six, and he skipped a lot of school, taking all the mm-hmm. drugs, had some mental health problems. He had to go see a psychiatrist and was an outpatient in a mental health and substance abuse program. Yeah. And he was suicidal. Yes, he was suicidal. Yeah. So Rolling Stone described Tyler as distinctive looking, tall and skinny, nearly cadaverous. Oh. Right? Like cadaver, like a dead body. Uh-huh. Right? I've never heard the word cadaverous used, though. Never heard someone describe a human as cadaverous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's six foot one, 160 pounds. Mm-hmm. At school, he was quiet, approaching nonverbal, though occasionally prone to sudden, nonsensical outbursts in class. Mm-hmm. And... Later on, he was also known to start mooing in the middle of class at one point. (laughs) Yeah, he did that once, apparently, in biology, I believe. Now, did he actually moo or did he do that, you know, Sebastian Stan posted that video where it's like, what does the cow say? Ah! No, like mooing. Okay. Like... I think at random just decided to start going. No. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Now I think, I think it was like, like getting down into the next part. Like he really was obsessed with getting friends and he didn't have many and he wanted to be popular. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it was like maybe trying to get like be the class clown Mm -hmm. type of situation. Cause like most of his friends were people that he met through drugs. Right. Like, potheads juvenile delinquents pill poppers and that's like words from rolling stones mm-hmm. that magazine that they came up with mm-hmm. so he's not very popular he wanted to be and so he think he gets this idea in his head tyler hadley does at 17 mm-hmm. that throwing a party is the way to do it right mm-hmm. like that is the surefire plan to achieve popularity but his parents are super fucking strict. Mm-hmm. Right? 
And so this is like six weeks before the murders, mm-hmm. which happened July 16th, 2011. Mm-hmm. So he's still in school at this point. So it's like early June. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I gotta have a party. But his parents are like religious and strict and like, that's not gonna fly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're also like trying to get him into like rehab programs and stuff because of the drugs mm-hmm. and taking his phone away because he's <clears throat> acting out and shit right mm-hmm. they're trying mm-hmm. to be good parents yes to a delinquent <laughs> yes with a drug problem and mental health issues and they're yes. trying to help him through it yeah but anyway so he just wants friends he's so obsessed with this and he's like if i have this huge party i'll get these friends everyone will be like i'll get all the i'll have drugs there i'll have alcohol there everybody will come to my house they'll have a party they'll have a good time and i'll solve all my problems because i'll be popular Mm -hmm. because then i won't feel like shit Mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. so jumping back like late april which is 10 weeks before the murders Mm -hmm. tyler got into a fight at friend's house and he got arrested for a charge of aggravated battery Mm-hmm. So he has a juvenile record. He was had a previous conviction for burg- burglary before that. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so he served time in a week uh, in county jail. And then two weeks of house arrest. And his mom confiscated his cell phone at that point. Mm-hmm. And he relied on uh, Facebook to message and communicate with the few friends he did have. Mm-hmm. So right here I have... A little back and forth messages between a friend of his named mm-hmm. Isadora Gas Gasjo, I think is I don't know how to really say her last name. Gasho? 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 Maybe. Maybe. We'll go with that. Yeah. Anyway. But if you want to be Isadora, I will be the great Tyler and try to just capture what the hell he talks about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Tyler says, don't text me about drugs. I know, this is his voice as I'm okay. going to portray it. I'm perfect. Perfect. And then Isadora writes, what happened? That's going to be her voice. Okay. My mom has it because I got arrested on Monday and she's flipping shit. I just got out today. Oh, shit. Fucking shit sucked. you bad kid just kidding it's a pirate's life for me LMAO WTF are you talking about I don't fucking associate with (laughs) non-pirates what okay I'm done with all the nautical nonsense and then Isadora sends a smiley face you're so silly what are you doing Nothing. Considering suicide. Why? Um, because I want to die, I guess. What other reasons are there? Are you being serious? Yes, I do want to die sometimes. Don't die. Smoke a bowl whenever you're down, tongue stick out face. I used to. Now I drink a lot when I'm depressed. It fills the emptiness inside me. 
You're quite a character, winking tongue out face. Yes, but all my smiles are fake. So I think he likes pirates. As you can see, he's all over the place. Yeah. So this is like an exchange of like a couple of minutes. And he goes from talking about pirates to then talking about his depression and going to kill himself, right? Mm -hmm. And he's just all over the place. Very troubled guy. Mm -hmm. Definitely needs a whole bunch of help. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay so then so, Tyler yeah. had been telling anyone who would listen all week that he was going to have a party but nobody believed him of course so this not is back in July now yeah, of course nobody was going to believe him uh, he'd mm-hmm. never thrown a party before and it was impossible to believe that his parents were, who were extremely strict would give their consent uh, when asked whether the party was still on Tyler replied I'm working on it that makes sense if you're a kid who doesn't have a lot of friends it's very social and all of a sudden they're like oh yeah i'm gonna have a party i mean i would be skeptical too mm-hmm. and he's like not just telling his friends he's like telling anybody in school like mm-hmm. going up to people being like passing in the hallway he's like hey dude don't know your name i'm having a party my house this is the address come to it right and the dude's probably like who are you yeah and he's like posting about it on facebook telling everybody mm-hmm. and they're like who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so then it looks like at 11.25 a.m. on Saturday, July 16th, 2011, the day of the murders, Hadley received a Facebook message from his friend, Antonio Ramirez. Tyler are you going to continue to be Tyler throughout all these things and I'll be the other random people? I will try to give Tyler the consistency that he does not have in his own brain. Okay. So he says, sup, brah. Chillin', what you doing tonight? Trying to have a party at my crib. Your parents ain't home? Nope. What? Well, they're leaving soon. And then Tyler posts a message on his wall at about 1.15pm. Party at my crib tonight, dot dot dot, maybe? No one was convinced by it. But by 8.15 that night, he posted another message. Party at my house, HMU, so hit me up. Mm -hmm. But still, his friends were really skeptical. And then Ashley Hayes, which is another person from his, like, grade, high school area. WHAO, what, what, if your parents come home? And he says, they won't. Trust me. What does W-H-A-O stand for? Or is that her misspelling what? I have no idea. She goes, what? W-H-A-O, what, what if your parents? Hmm. I I don't know. I don't know what she was trying to say. Yeah, that's interesting. What, what, as well as W-H-A-O? Was she trying to say what, what, what if your parents come home? Maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know. Um, So Mike Young, a popular athletic classmate of Tyler, arrived at the party around 11.30 p.m. He wasn't familiar with Tyler before this party, but noted that Tyler seemed anxious, or at least as anxious as you can be while on ecstasy. It was clear that Tyler was rolling. He was rolling on the river. (laughs) 
his eyes were large and white, his pupils expanded, and he kept rubbing his hands together, nervously clenching his fist. Uh, multi-party attendees reported hearing Tyler say that, I don't want no one smoking inside, and it's my parents' house. Yeah, being a downer who was trying to get all his all the friends. Isn't that, like, doesn't, if he wanted to get popular, wouldn't he be like, hell yeah, smoke all you want? Yeah. Weird. But, like, he seemed to have a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. He was like, come over, I'll have a party, it'll be awesome. You can do drugs and shit, but don't smoke in the house. Well, what type of smoking? Like, cigarette smoking? We talking weed smoking? I think it was, like, if you smoke in it, you're doing it outside. Okay, just smoking in general. Yeah. Okay. If it okay. smokes, you get out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So reports say that over the course of the night, 60 to 100 people were at the house between, like, high schoolers, and there were some, like, 20-something-year-olds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them were, like, his fellow high school students, but most of them had no idea who Tyler was. <laughs> because he didn't have many friends Mm -hmm. right so most of them really didn't know him at all except to be like oh yeah this is tyler's house and they're like who's who the hell is tyler Mm -hmm. like oh yeah okay this is his house okay whatever and like move on like yeah whatever the owner of the house sure Mm -hmm. so you know there was beer pong going on uh People were, like, going through the kitchen cupboards and everything for food. Basically making a shit show of the house. (laughs) Wrecking the house. Mm -hmm. Tossing empty cans on the lawn. uh, Bottles fell to the floor and shattered. Kids were, like, laughing about it. No one was, like... Like, the house was getting wrecked. No one gave a shit. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for Tyler's rule cigarettes were being smoked in the house and being extinguished on the rug oh lovely on the kitchen counter and the wall and like oops mm-hmm. and then tyler seemed less concerned with the destruction of his home than with the actual noise mm-hmm. of the party he was worried that if the neighbors got alarmed by the noise they might call the police mm-hmm. and so he changed his rule from like you could smoke outside who doesn't care you can just smoke in the house interesting very interesting Interesting. Mm -hmm. thoughts um i guess maybe he doesn't want the neighbors to like call his parents Mm -hmm. you know that would be my thought if his parents were out he wouldn't want them to be like oh looks like tyler has people over and then his parents Mm -hmm. come home and that's not a cool look if your parents Mm -hmm. come home and bust your party okay Read the next one, Rachel. Uh, Mike Young remembers hearing some skater kid saying that he smelled dead people in the following exchange reported by Rolling Stone. Mike was talking with some girls on the couch when a very drunk skater kid, he looked like one of Tyler's friends, ambled over. I smell dead people, said the skater, giggling. Mike looked up. What's that supposed to mean? Oh, I don't know. Some people are smoking, that's all. All right, dude, whatever. The skater, laughing, wandered off. So he smells dead people. Interesting. Yeah. Is this the new seeing dead people where you smell them instead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Haley Joel Osment was there. 
oh okay and he, and he just was like, looked at her and was like dead people <laughs> but he's like also in like a, a disney channel original movie mm-hmm. but instead of like johnny tsunami it's like johnny uh, not a tsunami <laughs> i couldn't think of a better a better joke sorry <laughs> It, instead of Jotty Tsunami, it was. See, it's hard. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, what's a skater joke of that? Um, yeah, I don't know. Johnny Hurricane Ami. Uh, no. I know. I hated it as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, it's not usually when it comes out of their mouth that they hate it it's listen they might hate it if they're not expecting it and then there's just like an explosion in your mouth okay yeah it's the in the mouth that's the problem rachel not the out of it and then they spit it out yeah and they go they go (laughs) that's gonna make somebody throw up okay okay hold on (laughs) hold on quick story time rachel wait when did you move to gander i can't remember um was it grade 10 grade 9 Grade nine. Okay. So that was right before this story happened. Okay. And I'll, t- I'll tell you names later, maybe. Okay. okay. Uh, unless you want to bleep them out. Um, I can always just put the duck quack over them. Okay. Do you remember... Yes. Okay. Do you also remember... Yes. Okay. So, uh, those two were together when we were in grade nine or eight Mm -hmm. and she was like a year younger than us Mm -hmm. and there was a big thing of when they were together and there was a big story going around of how she was giving him a blowjob and (laughs) apparently uh she puked all over him. No. Yeah. Oh no. And it happened like at a party too. Oh. So no. it was like in another room and they didn't have extra clothes or anything. So she puked all over him, like all over his pants and everything. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I might have heard that after I moved. Yeah, but I, I feel like it was. I feel like she was in grade eight at the time. Yeah, she's the same age as my sister, and my sister's a year younger than us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because I don't, I don't think we were in grade eight at the time. I think she was. Yeah, I feel like that's right. Yeah, in my head, but anyway, yeah, I don't know why that. You know. You bringing that up about spitting out and then all that. That that just popped in my head. (laughs) Anyway, back to this. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Smells like dead people. Haley Joel Osmond. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A large crowd had gathered around the beer pong table in his mom's office. And the table's directly next to the family's computer where the party goers took turns playing songs on YouTube um and like blasting over the speakers mm-hmm. and the computer area and the office was like the filthiest in then the rest of the house right mm-hmm. and the white keyboard was tacky with this brownish dried liquid this beer maybe or some other spilled 
drink, but nobody looked too closely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Suspicious. And Jose Arazo, just some other party goer, was playing beer pong when he heard someone say, oh, he killed his parents. Everyone <laughs> laughed. <laughs> and Jose won 15 straight games of beer pong, so it was cool. Okay. That's because yeah. winning beer pong is relevant to somebody being like, oh, he murdered his parents, lol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. We don't know who killed his parents or who if his their parents, parents were killed. Even Yeah. I didn't say it was Tyler's parents. No. Somebody people kept asking parents. Tyler where his parents were. And mm-hmm. Tyler alternated between like three different excuses for their absence, right? Mm-hmm. So his like things that he was telling people were they went to Georgia. Mm-hmm. They're in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And they're they don't live here this is my house yes because it's really believable it's a 17 year old (laughs) yes a 17 year old high school student yes 100 with no job yeah who's also like been in and out of jail yeah for like stupid really stupid shit like burglary and stuff like Mm -hmm. obviously can't even manage to handle anything like, yeah, obviously, like, he's running a really successful drug operation, for sure. Oh, 100%. This guy is, like, a pirate slave for me. Yeah, like... He's definitely a pirate. He's on his ship, you know, with Davy Jones. They're pillaging. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you know? hmm Okay. Um, so Tyler's friend, Marky Phillips, missed the party because he was visiting his grandparents in Chicago that weekend, but he hung out with Tyler two nights earlier playing video games and watching television at Marky's house. Uh, Marky said Tyler seemed pretty fine that night, but two weeks before they had been hanging out at Marky's house when Tyler blurted out in the middle of the conversation that he wanted to kill his parents and have a big party after. Nobody had ever done that before, Tyler said. Throw a huge party with the body still in the house. Uh, That's crazy, said Marky. He figured Tyler was trying to make a joke. Nobody ever took Tyler seriously when he talked about killing his parents. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That that was everybody's reaction, apparently. Yeah. Nobody ever took Tyler seriously when he talked about killing his parents. I mean, I guess if you moo in class, I can see why people aren't going to take you seriously. <laughs> yeah. So apparently that's not the first time he talked about killing his parents. Mm, he's like the boy who cried murdered parents. <laughs> and two weeks before he throws this party, he says to this guy, Marky, that he's hanging out with, he's like, I want to throw a party. I want to murder my parents, throw a party with their bodies in the house. Because that's the logical thing that we do. Rachel, have I ever specifically, like, said how I want to murder people and then, like, do things about it? And then, like, like has anything like that ever happened? No. No, right? Like, when you get mad at someone, you're like, oh, my God, I could kill them, right? Then you, you don't, you like, don't specifically, actually, like, detail it out. Yeah, you don't actually kill them. You just kind of say, I want to kill you because you're driving me up the wall. Yeah. But, like, at some point, the specifics of someone saying something like that are kind of like, huh, that's a little weird. 
Mm. Right? Like, how many times is too many times for someone to say something before <sighs> someone goes, hey, should we check on this person? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Normally, I think the way that things are now versus in 2011 is somebody makes a comment like that, you check on them immediately. Because mm-hmm. I did a uh, I did a mental health first aid course a few weekends ago, and that's kind of mm-hmm. like one of the things it's to kind of check on them when you notice something's off. Yeah. Well, this guy had a psychiatrist, a psychologist, had been in rehab and mental health like facilities Mm -hmm. right so he had help they all knew he needed lots of help Mm -hmm. but for some reason they're like hey he's just joking right they're like this guy's always joking about trying to murder his parents and throw parties no big deal Mm -hmm. so casual tuesday (laughs) So now that we got Facebook chat with his friend Mercedes Marco, which mm-hmm. sounds like a made up name. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So this is July 2nd, 2011. So this is two weeks before the murders. Okay. Tyler complained that his mother had cons- confiscated his cell-, cell phone. So this is why he's on Facebook chat. Mm-hmm. So Tyler says, lol, yup, she's a cunt for show. I might kill her. Then Mercedes says, OMG, no, jail, or I mean prison, LOL. And Tyler goes, oh, well, heart. That's quite the name, Mercedes Maxine Marco. Yeah, her parents were like alliteration, like crazy. Okay, and then we're jumping around all over the place, but the day of the murders slash party, 9.40 a.m. Mm-hmm. We've got this little back and forth with Tyler's friend, um, Matt Nobile. Noble? Mm-hmm. Nobile? Spelled mm-hmm. weird. He's a junior at the same high school. And it's like a little text message back and forth. Mm-hmm. And Excellent. Matt starts off with, did you do it? And Tyler goes, no, but I'm gonna. Bet you really should now. Do it. Don't worry, I am. Then I'm having a party. Yeah, party time. N-word with the hard G. Yeah. So, apparently, according to other sources, this was the, t- the text message exchange between Matt and Tyler that was a follow-up to what they talked about in person. And in person, he told Matt... That he was going to kill his parents and have a party. Okay. And so he legit spelled it out. Okay. And he said in detail what he was going to do. All right. And this was the morning of the murders. That they had this text message exchange. Mm-hmm. So, now we jump back into the night of the party. So, 12.30 a.m., the party was running out of beer. So Tyler asked a friend, Mark Andrews, and his girlfriend, Ashley Gershman, to drive him to the Sunoco gas station a block away. And he gives Mark, who's 21 and able to buy beer, a bunch of bills to buy beer for him. He goes in and buys it. Tyler mentions to Ashley that his father had died. Oh. 
Ashley didn't know Tyler very well, assumed he meant that, you know, his father passed away a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, not like, you know, possibly hours, minutes, seconds, who knows ago. Mm-hmm. Or possibly still at the party, living or dead, who knows mm-hmm. what kind of party he's having at his house. Anyway, when they get back to the house, kids are had to play water pong because there wasn't beer. Oh. Yeah. Real sad, right? So sad. And someone's rocking around with a baggie of white pills, selling them for a dollar a piece because oh, apparently geez. they're on sale now. Discount yeah. price. <laughs> yeah, discount prices. <laughs> uh, you know, someone's selling weed. This guy, Anthony Snook, showed up around 1245 a.m. because uh, he was texted and somebody told him that, you know, the Hadley's party was the biggest thing ever. And he said, you know, thanks for throwing this party man to Tyler and asked him how he's been. Tyler's like, all right, but his voice is really flat and like, he's like sullen. Mm-hmm. But he knew Tyler from school. And he mm-hmm. knew he was, like, introverted, and he avoided eye contact and seemed to, like, laugh at his own jokes and thought he was kind of weird. But despite, like, the party's kind of, like, increasing chaos, Tyler mm-hmm. seemed, like, really calm. Mm-hmm. But he said at least until the this boy who had taken off his shirt and was running around the house screaming returned holding a mailbox over his head. Oh my god. So this this dude is running around, mailbox over his head, shirt off, just screaming like, Woo! And Tyler goes, where the fuck did you get that? And then he's like, I took it off the neighbor's lawn. Oh my god. Yeah, and the boy wheeled around the living room with the mailbox, knocking beer bottles to the floor, left and right. And oh Tyler my just starts yelling, like rips into this guy verbally. Mm-hmm. Like, stealing a mailbox is a felony, he says. And the police are going to come, right? Mm-hmm. And now think about, this is the guy that's talking about murdering his parents and throwing a party. Mm-hmm. He's been arrested for battery, That what we know of at the moment. Mm-hmm. Aggravated battery. Mm-hmm. He's been, also, I didn't mention, but he's. I think he's been arrested for a DUI at this point oh. as well. Jeez, okay. Also, he's been arrested. He's been arrested for uh, setting a couch on fire in a in a forest with a bunch of guys. Uh, okay. <laughs> on purpose, dosing in a gasoline and shit. So, and drugs and shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. he's had a whole bunch of issues with the law, but he's a he's a, afraid of getting the cops called about someone stealing a mailbox from his neighbor. Uh, maybe he's worried because he knows he has the record and he'll um, end up going back to jail. Right. My anyway. life. So he's really mad and anything. Get So someone, he calms down once they get the mailbox brought back to the house that it came from. Mm-hmm. Like return it back to the street. Um, and then Anthony Snook, that guy again, he noticed at the door to the master bedroom was closed Mm -hmm. he assumed people were in there getting high or having sex or something tried Mm -hmm. to enter it but it was locked it was dark in the house but he noticed there's like a big black smear about a foot 
foot long beneath the door, looked like oil-based paint someone had tried to unsuccessfully wipe away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he didn't investigate further. So, do you want to go next? Sure. Uh, so then Justin Wright, a collegiate soccer player, arrived at, oh, al- al- not 11.15, 1.15 a.m. <laughs> First thing he noticed was the stench. It smelled like sweaty clothes that had been sitting around too long. The place was a mess. The white ceramic floor tiles were grimy. Several picture frames were missing from the wall. Others hung askew. Dishes smeared with the remnants of instant macaroni and cheese accumulated in the kitchen. Justin asked Tyler if there were any house rules, and Tyler said, just do whatever you want. Um, during Justin- No more smoking. No more smoking, but you can do whatever you want. The smoking rule is out the window. But you want apparently the, the mailboxes. Macaroni? With the hot sauce? <laughs> yeah. Just don't steal my neighbor's mailboxes. No. Apparently. That's awful. <laughs> the one thing that sets them off. Yeah. Um, during Justin's game of beer pong, the ball bounced to the floor and rolled beneath the table where it came to rest in a sticky, thick brown substance. Justin was mildly grossed out, but didn't think much of it. He carried the ball to the kitchen sink and rinsed it under the faucet. Then he resumed the game, because that's what troopers do with beer pong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, they have beer, and they're not playing with water. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, so, as Merrick... Oh, go ahead. You, me, okay. Go. You, okay. Okay. As Mark the party. <laughs> Tyler asked if they could speak privately. Uh, Tyler went outside and ordered all the kids standing there to go back in the house so that his neighbors wouldn't call the cops. Uh, once everyone was inside, Tyler turned to Mark. So this is how their conversation went. Dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out right now. What are you talking about, said Mark. Dude, I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me. I freaking killed somebody. Dude, you killing somebody is your own business, said Mark. Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know. (laughs) He's not like, don't tell me. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I don't, like, man, like, hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil, man. Yep. That's my motto. Pretty much. Right. Well, you can't do that because you're a lawyer. Yeah, so, you know, not all the Hadleys are making it out of this party alive no. right now. We don't know where Ryan is. Oh, right, he has a brother. He has a brother. Right. And his room gets fucked up in this party. Yeah. Also, I'm going to tell you there was two dogs. Oh, no, the puppy. The dogs are safe, okay? okay. I would okay. not do that to you. No doggy murder. Okay. okay. The dogs are fine. They were traumatized. They were like, oh my god, this party is scary. They hid in the bathtub in the closets, mm-hmm. but they were fine. Okay. So Ryan's on the chopping block. Mommy and Daddy are on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. And potentially any of these pot party goers. Yeah. And Tyler are on the chopping block here. Okay. So it could it could be anybody. It could be anybody. <laughs> but Tyler is a loose cannon. want your gun and badge on my desk Tyler (laughs) Tyler never had a gun and badge good thing he just had a gun dun 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 so Tyler returned to the house and ran into Ricardo (laughs) 
That's his name. Okay. It's exactly what it says. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> ran into Ricardo Avocado. That's what his name is. All right. That's what I'm, that's how I'm, I'm saying it. So okay. an 18 year old who had met Tyler that night, mm-hmm. who, you know, just being pleasant guy. He's like, thanks for having us all over, mm-hmm. you know, and thanks for the beer. Just a nice guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler says, I just wanted to do something fun before I left. And then Ricardo goes, where are you going? Tyler goes, I'm going to kill myself. Ricardo was not equipped for this situation. No one prepared him for this. He goes, why would you do that? And Tyler said, because I did something really bad by Taylor Swift. And then Ricardo goes, what'd you do? Can't be that bad. Still trying to hold on to hope that mm-hmm. there's good in this world. Poor mm-hmm. Ricardo. And then Tyler goes, don't worry. If I get caught, I'll be in jail a long time. All right. And I imagine Ricardo just slowly walks like backwards. Yeah. And He's fades like the, into uh, the, nice. the Homer the Homer meme where he just backs into the, the bush. Yes. That's what I picture. Yeah. He just gets swallowed up by the hedges. Yeah. And into safety. Mm-hmm. Ricardo could not handle that. No, Ricardo was like, This is too much. Okay. You wanna go? Okay. Uh, in his bedroom, Tyler found Kimberly Theban. She and Tyler were close friends. She lived two doors, two houses down the street. I'm going away for 60 years, he told Kimberly. His voice seemed to come from a faraway place. Why, she asked. He said she'd find out tomorrow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what is he doing? Like, the way he leaves conversations... Yeah. It sounds like, like, I don't know, like he's trying to end off an episode of Big Brother. <laughs> it sounds like it. Right? It's like he's trying to end off an episode of a reality show. Mm-hmm. Like, and next week on Big Brother, you'll see the house guests go and kill their parents or something like this. <laughs> right? <laughs> you'll see. Tyler fall in the pool mm-hmm. uh, right like uh, I don't know Jesus mm-hmm. Christ who knows yeah that's this kid man he's, so, he's just so vague mm-hmm. every time he has a conversation with someone he's like oh, I don't know I'm just gonna go away for a while he's like I'm just gonna go away far away what do you mean by that I don't know you'll find out tomorrow you'll find out don't worry you'll find out on the next episode Oh, Tyler's Tyler goes to school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tyler's fucking weird. Yeah, really though. It's pretty weird, dude. Um, Okay, Okay. so around 1 a.m., Tyler asked his friend Michael Mandel to walk outside so they could speak privately. Tyler and Michael had been best friends since they were eight years old, and for much of the party, they had sat together. Uh, Michael chatting with other friends tyler staring into the middle distance like a goddamn creep (laughs) i like that line yes Um, i added the goddamn creep i i see that (laughs) um they walked to the stop sign at the end of the block and when they got there tyler turned to michael and said i killed my parents 
Yeah, right. Michael, I'm being real. I'm not lying to you. If you look closely enough, you can see the signs. <laughs> right? He took can see the signs. He told Michael to look in the driveway. <laughs> Sign of the times. <laughs> right? You know what? Tyler's a dramatic bitch. He is a dramatic bitch. Yes. He's like, look at the signs, Michael. Look at the signs. I just pit. Do you have you ever seen the first Twilight movie? Of course I have. Of course, right? Everybody has. Everybody's and it's seen like, the say it. Say it, Bella, out loud. Me and Pauline. That's what this is. It is. It is what it Tyler is. Tyler and Michael reenacting this scene. Yeah. The employer. Oh. <laughs> um, Michael saw that two cars closest to the garage were a black Toyota Tacoma truck, gross truck, that belonged to Tyler's <laughs> father, and his mother's red Ford Expedition better car. If Tyler's parents weren't home, why were their cars here? You can tell my preference for car dealerships from that sentence listeners that's a bonus question <laughs> i have a toyota <laughs> i have a ford uh you want to go next or yeah so michael still couldn't believe it so tyler told him to look inside the garage mm-hmm. after making sure that nobody was watching because finally tyler seemed to care that he's been telling everybody he's going to kill his parents and now he cares Apparently now. That someone might find out when Mm -hmm. he's telling everything to Michael. Mm -hmm. Goddamn hypocrite. So the dumbass had Michael slip inside the garage and turn on the light and he sees a bloody shoe print and immediately retreats and shuts the door behind him because Michael is a normal human who's like, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. Right? So Tyler, on his grand real estate tour, like a realtor... Of his own house of murder with Michael. Leave <laughs> Michael to the master bedroom. Like, come on up here. Let me show, show you the master bedroom. You'll love it. It's mm-hmm. where the murder is. <laughs> <laughs> Shows him to the master bedroom. Uh, come on, Michael, bestie. Where there were traces of blood on the door. On the front of the door. The outside. Where Anthony Snook noticed it. And everybody else that walked by just didn't fucking notice. Mm-hmm. In the house they've been partying in for hours. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so traces the blood on the front of the door. Tyler unlocks the door. Because the, do- on the door lock is the only thing that's been separating people from dead bodies. <laughs> for hours. And opens it. So Michael sees dining room chairs. And blood-soaked towels stacked in a huge pile along with a whole bunch of other shit piled. And at the bottom of the pile, emerging from the debris, lay a thick white leg. Oh. Yes. And so Tyler told Michael all the gory details about what happened. So I will tell you all the gory details about what happened now. All right. Trigger warning for gory details, listeners. Yes. It won't be too bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into too much. So that afternoon, shortly before five, Tyler had hidden his parents' cell phones so that he they couldn't call for help. Right? So he planned this. Mm-hmm. He's like, the party is happening, and the only way to have a party without your parents is to kill them. Because that's that's the only way that makes sense, right? Yes. Like, he could have tied them up 
He also has access to drugs. He could have roofied them. Yeah, but that would require being smart. Yes, and he's not. And he is not smart. You will see even more how stupid he is the farther we go into this case. Okay. So, so he hides his parents' cell phones. One of the only smart things he did. Mm-hmm. And I say that begrudgingly. Because I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> really? I couldn't tell. Yeah. I fucking hate him. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be a criminal, at least you can be smart about it. Mm-hmm. One thing I hate about murderers, is besides the fact that they're murderers, is that they're stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, hides his parents' cell phones. He then, and he's recounting all of this to Michael, okay. like fully. So just imagine your best friend is just like, hey, dude, yeah, like, come see my parents' dead bodies. Also, let me tell you exactly how I killed them. Ha <laughs> ha. You're having a good time at my party. So anyway, so he then listened to Feel Lucky, a song by the rapper Lil Boozy. Also, who the fuck is that? I have no right? idea who that is. He, he said that was to psych himself up. Okay. He took three pills of ecstasy because he worried that he couldn't kill his parents while sober. As we all worry that. <laughs> I worry I can't do anything sober, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. In the garage, he found a claw hammer. The murder weapon. Mm-hmm. He returned to the house and he goes to his mom's office, which is where the computer is, where they were all playing the songs on all night, and the table where they were all playing beer pong on all the night. So that's where most of the party was happening in the crime scene. Um, he stood behind his mother while she worked at the family computer for a mm-hmm. full five minutes. He stood there in silence, thinking about what he was about to do. Like a fucking creep. <laughs> then he raised the claw into the hammer and brought it down on poor Mary Jo's head. Oh. And all she said, she was screaming, why? Valid question. Yeah. So she's screaming, why? And hearing his wife screams, Blake, his father, comes running out of the master bedroom. And he's a big man, six foot one, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And... Tyler is six something, 160 pounds, right? So his mm-hmm. father's got a lot of, a lot of weight on him. Yeah. Like, if there was a struggle. And he's like shocked to see what's happening. He locks eyes with his son and he's just asking, why? And Tyler goes, why the fuck not? <laughs> That's a valid response. Yeah. And keep in mind, <laughs> He also details this out specifically to his friend, Michael. This is what he's, this is his account to Michael right now that I'm recounting to you at the party in the master bedroom in front of the pile of shit (laughs) on top of his parents' bodies that he's telling Michael. And Michael has to stand there and be like, I'm standing in front of a murderer who is telling me all this in front of the bodies that are under the pile of stuff he threw on top of them in the middle of a party he threw right next to them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? Um, you run. But how can you? I don't know. <laughs> right? How can you? Party going, music is blasting loud. If you fucking run, how do you get the hell out? Um, you go through a window. Yeah, well, this is like, uh, 
I should also say the master bedroom is on the second floor. You, uh, my, my point still stands. You go through head first, head first through window. Anyway. So Tyler says, why the fuck not? And he kept repeating. So father keeps repeating the question. And of course, Tyler is just pantomiming and acting out, swinging the hammer for Michael while he beats his parents to death. Mm -hmm. And when it was over, Tyler says he wrapped his parents' heads in towels because that's where most of the damage was. Mm-hmm. And then he carried them, dragged them across from the office, across the whole house, because the basically the office is on the, on the ground level. And he had to drag them around there so like through most of the living space up the stairs and down a hall to the parents master bedroom with both bodies and he killed them with a hammer which takes a lot of swinging and then had back spray from that so it's going to be messy as shit mm-hmm. which is why he didn't do a very good job cleaning up because he's number one had to throw a party within the window of he posted on Facebook at 8 15 PM that the party was starting mm-hmm. and he started pumping himself up to kill and took those pills at five. And in that window was the kill and the cleanup. Oh God. Yeah. So how do you kill and clean up in a room with carpet? And move two bodies, one body that is twice his size in weight, at least, right? Because he's only 160 pounds, his father's 300 pounds. And drag him up stairs and do a decent job, right? Mm. So anyway, he's doing all this. Mm-hmm. Puts So he drags them all the way across the house, puts them up into the bedroom. He's got the bodies on the floor in the bedroom face down, puts the hammer in between them, Mm -hmm. does as much cleanup as he he did, but it wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. Took longer than he anticipated because he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. And he threw every piece of incriminating evidence that he could find into that bedroom and piled it on top of the bodies. (laughs) Like he was burying them. Right? So he's like, got the bodies there and then he's going down and running down and grabbing everything so like grabbing the rug grabbing like broken dishes and towels and everything and books and the coffee table and a mop and everything he used even he tried to clean it with Clorox wipes like wet wipes Mm -hmm. there's even a canister of coffee grounds on top of the bodies it's just piled up (sighs) The legit the crime scene pictures, it looks like an episode of Hoarders. Oh god. You can't see the bodies. It's just a pile of debris and shit. And there's dining room chairs on top of it. Mm-hmm. Just stacked shit. You wouldn't even know it was a crime scene. It's just a pile of like trash. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's got all that there. Then he took a shower. He told Michael, and then he gets out and he, he tells Michael this. He stared at his own reflection in the bathroom mirror and laughed. Ha ha. 
end. It's, it's at this point that we we lose um, Michael's kind of narrative perspective mm-hmm. on what's happening. Probably because Michael has lost all ability to comprehend what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. He's probably in full on like fight or flight mode. Like, Definitely. dear God, what the fuck is happening? I must like live or die. I need to Yeah. Right. So he's like, holy fuck. So this guy, Max Mazur, a friend of Tyler's, was standing out in the hall outside the master bedroom, kind of at around this time. And he sees Michael rush outside out of the room and slamming the door behind him. And he says, My- Michael looks deranged, <laughs> looking over both shoulders. Like, obviously, he's freaking I mean, the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how Michael escaped a killer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do you want to pick it up from there? Sure. Um, but Michael didn't leave the party. Dude, what the fuck? Why did you leave? I think he was in um, in shock. All right. Uh, he stayed for another 45 minutes posing for selfies. With- oh, why are you posing with Tyler? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, in one photo taken with Michael's cell phone, the two best friends stand in what appears to be the garage home. Oh on boys wear their brown hair and close crew cuts michael's expression is stern defiant tyler raises an orange plastic cup instead of a red solo cup um his mouth is slightly twisted his eyes tense his face in the picture does look uncomfortable but like he's trying to look like everything's fine he's that dog in the room with everything on fire that's like this is fine yeah uh michael's face does look though like that like he's like uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and like kind of like it's kind of like shock Mm -hmm. and it's later that that like well we'll 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 just we'll see okay okay around 2 a.m somebody stood up and announced there was another house party being thrown by a neighbor of mike young's so Teens began running outside, tossing their drinks onto the grass, opening car doors. Tyler ran out after them, like, boom, 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 just going. Mm-hmm. Right? Like fucking Jason, you know, mm-hmm. the Jason Voorhees. Yes. But like, an idiot. And Joshua Corte had just settled into his car when Tyler slammed on the driver's side window, going, Where is everybody going? Mm-hmm. And Josh rolled down the window. And explained they were going to another party. And he's like, oh. Tyler said relieved. All right. Because he's like not paranoid or anything. No, not at all. Not at all, right. No, he's totally fine. Later, uh, Joshua was asked to describe like Tyler's expression. And he said he was just like blank face. Like he had Mm -hmm. a blank face on. Do you like that quote? I do. (laughs) He was just like blank face. Like he mm-hmm. had a blank face on. It's it's very descriptive, don't you think? It's super descriptive. And not redundant. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know. And then we've got a little bit of the neighbor gets involved, Ooh. right? So, yeah. So when all these people are going to apparently this other party, which turns out to be a rumor, <laughs> there's not even another party. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So. There's no explanation. They show up at this other party mm-hmm. that's apparently going to happen. It's not another party. So mm-hmm. they all leave for, like, no reason. 
but the commotion of all the departing cars tearing away at 2 a.m. kind of uh, triggers the neighbor, Rayanne Wallace, who lived next door since the time Tyler was born. And she was mm-hmm. fond of the Hadleys and of Tyler. Mm-hmm. And who noted that like he seemed like a happy kid and very respectful and polite. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, but she was fed up after having all this music and engines revving and blasting and stuff all dealing with this shit all night mm-hmm. she like couldn't understand why Tyler was throwing a party and how it's so noisy and why his parents would allow it so when all these people were peeling away and one of like one group of boys actually drove over her lawn she called wow. the police right so two officers from the local police department arrived at the Hadley res- residence within minutes of being called and mm-hmm. there was only like 20 people left at the party and Tyler had everybody hide in his room mm-hmm. when the police showed up and the cops explained there was noise complaints Tyler like talked to them was like oh yeah no problem blah. and the cops left and the uh, party started again oh, no big God. deal no dead bodies found because nobody <sighs> seemed to be looking for it they were just like Keep it down, guys. Uh, no underage drinking, right? No big deal. Haha, <laughs> whatever. Jeez. Yeah. Take it up, Rachel. All right. By 2.30 a.m., Tyler's friends began to filter back to the party. It was clear now that something was wrong with Tyler. Just now they're figuring out something was wrong? Yeah, just now. Just now. All right. Michael Mandel, before leaving, had grabbed 10 Percocet pills that Tyler was going to use to commit suicide and hid them in a hall closet. Smart man, but Tyler will probably still find another way if he's that determined. Uh, when a 16-year-old cheerleader showed up with two girlfriends, whole oh, thruple. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> yes, this is actually a romantic comedy. Didn't you see, oh. the, see it coming? No, I did not. Plot twist. The signs were there, Rachel. <laughs> the signs were there, were they? Hold on. Eli is not happy. He didn't like my joke. Okay, he gave up. Okay. Uh, Tyler slammed the door behind them as soon as they entered the house and began checking the windows, closing the blinds as if someone were out to get him. He kept touching his hair and pacing across the living room. Yeah, because only now... Is something bothering him? Like yes, only that. If you go back, like if like a lot of these people didn't know him at all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So a lot of these people that were strangers to him, I think the mailbox was enough to really be like, "Hey, this guy is really weird. Why is he freaking out about a mailbox?" Yeah, right. Or like, what's all this like blood, bloody like brown icky stuff? It's probably kind of fucking weird, right? I mean, if they knew of him and they're like, why are we at the party of the guy who moves in class? (laughs) Yeah. But like (laughs) the people that did know him that were getting all these messages, like people had it on their Facebook messenger, their text Mm -hmm. messages. He was telling people in person that he wanted to kill his parents and have a party. Mm -hmm. And like some people, he explicitly said, I want to kill my parents, have a party with the dead bodies in the house. Mm-hmm. And they were like, nah. Nah. nah this, that, that's too specific to be true. Too specific. Like, 
Like, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Nobody would do that. Interesting. <sighs> you know. Okay. Uh, the party was fun. He told his friend David Garcia. I almost read that as David Guetta. I was going to be like, David Guetta was at his party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have another one tomorrow night. Then said that he might be going away for a while. Are you moving? Or a vacation? Just going away, said Tyler. Are you coming back? I don't know, because I'm thinking about killing myself. Oh my god, dude. Yes, dramatic bitch. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, we shouldn't say dramatic. Because that's those types of statements no. are, you know, they do need to be taken seriously, but he's yes. just casually throwing it around like it's no big deal. I am only saying it because he's a convicted murderer. Okay. And piece of shit. Would I not, I would not say this to anybody that is not a murderous piece of shit. Mhm. Fair, fair. Um do you want to pick it up? Yeah. So Tyler turned the lights off in the front rooms to avoid attracting any further attention from the cops. Ryan Stonesifer before he left at 3 a.m., saw Tyler making himself a sandwich in the dark. Mm. Okay, so that is a dramatic bitch move. That's so okay? That's like, that's Edward Cullen dramatic, making a sandwich in the dark. That's Darth Vader move. No, Darth I Vader imagine... wouldn't make a sandwich in the dark. Are you, are you sure? Yes. I feel like he would. Anakin Skywalker would, not Darth Vader. Darth Vader would make someone else make him a sandwich in the dark. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so at 4.40 a.m., Tyler posted another mace, another message. Another message. Another message to his Facebook wall. I don't know what that accent is. I don't know what it is either. I don't know. Anyway, so he says, party at my house again. Hit me up. And the party might have gone on forever. If the police hadn't, at that very moment, been standing outside his front door. (gasps) Because Michael Mandel, our hero of our story, Tyler's best friend, had called the the hotline for Crime Stoppers. And he'd told them everything. Yes, Michael. Yes. So, two officers were dispatched to the residence at 4.32 a.m. So... You know, Michael might not have been quick on the draw. He might have stopped for a selfie. Mm-hmm. He might have had to take a little while to get his shit together. But mm-hmm. he did the right thing. Right? He did call the cops. Mm-hmm. He got it done. So, cops park across the street. Note the three cars in the driveway. They ran the plates and find out that the cars are Tyler's and his two parents. Mm-hmm. So, they walk up. They hear someone inside the house talking and they look through the window, find he's um, talking to himself with a disturbing look on his face. They write in their report that his eyes were very wide and he was not blinking. Mm-hmm. That he grabs a stack of books from the bookshelf near the front door and marched them into the back bedroom, which is why I keep saying it's like an episode of Hoarders in that master bedroom. Yeah. Why he keeps taking shit and putting it in there. I don't know if he thinks it's going to hide the bodies even more. (laughs) I don't know if he's trying to bury them in there. Yeah. Or if he notes, if he just like sees a little fleck of blood and he's like, shit, another pit. And goes and like 
puts it over there. Maybe. Right? But, like, that doesn't get rid of it. Like, that bedroom's not a portal to the other world that you just dump shit in. I mean, in his ecstasy-induced state, he might think it's a portal to another world. how How long does that shit last? It's been hours. He's almost 12 hours in. Yeah, I've never been in the presence of a murderer slash a dead body, so I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, so he runs off with the books to go do more hoarding slash act like a fucking demented squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. So after saying something unintelligible, he dumped the books on the floor in a frantic manner. And Tyler repeated this exercise twice more, returning for a second and third stack of books. Because mm-hmm. that's his nuts, apparently. And demented <laughs> squirrel ecstasy brain. Mm-hmm. Books equal nuts. Yes, obviously. Yeah. So finally, Officer Green knocked on the front door and rang the bell. No answer. And they see Tyler through the window. He's walking away from the door. He, like, turns all the lights off in the house because apparently that hides shit. Didn't you know that's how you hide? You turn all the lights off and you get under the covers and that's how you hide. But then he comes and opens the door. Okay, well, then he's not hiding very well. (laughs) No, he, like, buries his parents' bodies under a bunch of, like, random shit in his house in the master bedroom. On, behind a locked door mm-hmm. and turns all the lights off and he's like they'll never find him here <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck anyway so they ask him are there any uh, adults at home and he's like no and the, like he seems frantic incoherent annoyed his pupils are like super large and they're like they're like absolutely he's on shit oh yeah and I believe what they did is after he gets arrested and they check him out they find he's on a lot more than just the ecstasy oh of course he is yeah so he goes i know i'm going to rock road so just take me and apparently rock road is the address of the county jail oh yeah so they put him in handcuffs and leave him in the driveway mm-hmm. and they enter the house and tyler starts freaking the fuck out Mm-hmm. and shouting at them that they can't go in there don't go in there and of course they can do whatever the fuck they want they're the police yes they and, can yeah and he murdered people and you know our our michael our hero has told on him so yes so that they find the house in a fucking state it's empty beer bottles red plastic solo cups everywhere on the counters floors everything pots and pans on the kitchen counter Tyler's bedroom floor were littered with unraveled cigars on his bed were about 15 empty beer bottles and a woman's purse the the furniture in his brother's old bedroom was turned over floor was covered with clothing and bedding Mm -hmm. they find locked inside the closet in his brother's bedroom is uh, the black Labrador of of Mm -hmm. the family totally fine totally fine but that's where he was so he was safe the whole time Mm -hmm. They also had a beagle who was uh, hiding in the bathtub the whole time during the party. Mm-hmm. But both dogs were fine. Um, 
So the cops passed through the kitchen and approached the master bedroom, found it locked, and they noticed that there's streaks of dry blood on the frame and baseboards. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I'm pretty sure that was, like, Moses style, like, spread across your door, <laughs> <laughs> like, style, like, save this doorway style. Save this and I will not take your firstborn son type of Yeah. Street. Yeah. Right? Like, wash off your door. The door where you hide your bodies, probably wash the blood off that door. Yeah, you probably right? should do that. That's probably, like, one of the most important parts of hiding your crime scene. Mm-hmm. Like, hiding your, like, hide the body places, you know? Hide your body <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the place where you're going to stash your body. Mm-hmm. Like, stash the corpse. Jesus, See, right? If if this had been a woman, she would have known what to do. We know how to get blood out of stuff. Yeah, and she would have planned it. Yeah. She would have been like, you're gonna need more than three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus. My <laughs> you God. Need three hours for your hair after the after the shower. <laughs> yeah, really though. You need at least six hours to get ready. <laughs> so they they forced the door open because it was locked. Because mm-hmm. he made sure after turning all the lights off to basically, you know, because that incapacitates the police too. Oh, obviously. You police, know? Did you know police can't get through doors? Police can't get through doors when the doors are locked. Mm-hmm. And also, if you turn all the lights off, the police just can't see. They can't. So they're, they can't they, find it. They're anything. like, the police are like T-Rexes. If you turn off the light, you don't move, they can't see anything. Yeah, they can't find shit. They, they can't find anything. <laughs> Right? And then also if you bury your dead bodies under a pile of garbage, they can't find anything. Nope. Can't find nothing. Right? So they they burst through the door, right? They force it open. Mm -hmm. And they find a fucking hoarder's worthy mess. Right? Mm -hmm. Bodies, murder weapon, crime scene cleanup, just about anything, everything else he could find in the fucking house. Just pile on top of it. Mm -hmm. All just, like, he might as well put a bow on top of it with a note and said, I did it. Right here. (laughs) Right? Yeah. yeah. So right. in the rush to clean everything up, and then the stupidity of the demented squirrel brain thing he had going on afterward, just threw everything in there, piled it up high. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the dining room chairs were on top of it. I have not been able to answer that question for myself. Um... Because the dining room chairs were from the dining room, and he killed his parents in his mother's office, which did not have the dining room chairs in there. Are we sure her office didn't have the chairs in there? Yes. Okay. I tried to answer that question for myself all week. I don't know why the two of them are there. They're placed up at the top of the pile. I don't understand. I don't Was he going to sit on top of it? <laughs> Maybe. With king of the fucking mountain? I yeah, don't know. he's going to sit on his trash throne. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> he's going to sit on his trash throne. <gasps> I don't know. Anyway, Rachel, take it from there. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about his arrest and conviction. Once Melanie stops rustling her giblets. I'm sorry. My giblets are not a rustling. Okay. All right. So Michael okay, Mandel. rustle just a little bit. Just a little bit. Are you done? 
I think so. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Michael Mantel <laughs> left an anonymous tip with Crime Stoppers at 4.24 a.m. on July 17th, 2011. He said that Tyler Hadley had murdered both his parents using a hammer. Um, police rushed to the Hadley house when they arrived. The party was still going on and Hadley claimed his parents were out of town and refused to let police in the house, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but they murdered. They murdered. <laughs> they murdered. They murdered and they murdered the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> and translate from Swedish chef, they made an emergency entrance despite Hadley's protests. Uh, Tyler appeared nervous, frantic, and very talkative while speaking to the officer, according to the arrest affidavit. The police found beer bottles all over the house, unrolled cigars littered the floor, and the furniture had been tossed around. They also found dried blood on the walls. When police forced the forced open the bedroom door, they found dining chairs and a coffee coffee table. Okay. Yeah, everything. Okay. I guess, okay, so logic behind this, side tangent. Maybe you put all that stuff in there so there'd be room for, like, house party shenanigans. I guess. I don't know. If they're using the, say, for example, if they were using the dining room table as a beer pong table, you don't want chairs there. They just get in the way. I guess. But why do they have to go on top of the bodies? Why not? Just make a pretty pile. <laughs> I don't think it was pretty, Rachel. Listen, in his mind, it was You don't want to see the pictures. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, actually. In his mind, it was pretty. Um, under the furniture, they discovered the body of Blake Hadley. Nearby, they found Mary Jo's body. Police arrested Hadley for murder. Three years later, a court sentenced Hadley to life in prison. If the police hadn't shown up, Hadley had considered taking his life. He had a stash of Percocet pills hidden mm-hmm. in his room. Yeah, but those are the pills that Michael hid mm-hmm. in the closet so that Tyler couldn't kill himself with them. Yeah. Because he did tell, like, Tyler did tell Michael about everything he was going to do when Mm -hmm. he was confessing all of the shit to him. Mm -hmm. So I think part of that reason as well of why he was sticking around for that 45 minutes was also to make sure Michael did, uh, make sure Tyler didn't kill himself. Because he still cared about his friend, I think. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Um. But for the time being, whether it was the ecstasy party or the murder, he was feeling good. He even posted one last time on his wall at 4.40 a.m. right as police were on their way to his house. Mm-hmm. Party at my house again. Hit me up. Yeah. I think he was just going to have a never-ending party. Probably. Just party till he, I don't know, they ran out of beer in the whole place of Florida. Or, I don't know, maybe his plan was to kill himself and say that he was having a party so people would come find him. Or maybe he was planning to, like, Maybe he was going to be the next body at the party. But, like, stage it as an overdose. Yeah, Yeah. or maybe he was going to be the next body at the party. Maybe. It was a body party. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I'm going to lock myself in my room with a big pile of stuff on me. No, that's why the chairs were there, because he was going to sit on the chair, so then his body would be on top. Honestly, by the time we get to the shit he says after, you won't you won't even wonder why I make all this shit up about him, and then say okay. shit about him, okay? It's, okay. Okay. You know. Anyway, so 
he's convicted of first degree murder and because he's 17 he was six months away from his 18th birthday they couldn't sentence him to death even though yeah he was (laughs) it it was bad Mm -hmm. but anyway so he gets a life sentence with Mm -hmm. no parole but that gets overturned uh, on appeal um Yeah, because he, no. he did plead no contest to two counts of first-degree murder. Okay. Lawyer, Melanie, First. what does no contest mean? <laughs> he basically just, like, pled guilty. Like, he said, like, no big deal, I'm not going to fight you. Okay. I did it. Okay. Right? So, basically, on appeal, it was overturned on not the guilty thing, mm-hmm. but the, the punishment Mm-hmm. So, not the life sentence part, but the parole part. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that he's not eligible. Mm-hmm. So, the thing is, he's now got the possibility of parole mm-hmm. after his life sentence. And life sentences are weird because it's not really like human life sentence. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like an actual like 25 to life type of thing. Okay. And it's all American law too. So I don't know much about American law. You're supposed to know all the laws. You're a lawyer. No, 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 no. I'm a lawyer in Newfoundland. I only have to know the Newfoundland law. Well, what good are you then? I'm only good for Newfoundland law. Thank you very much. That was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse you. You dramatic bitch. Uh, rude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you will be happy to know that Hadley is still in prison. Good. In the Okeechobee Correctional Institution. Still. Good. So at like the last court date, I got a little bit of some excerpts of what the judge said because mm-hmm. the judge was not happy with him. Mm-hmm. So he read some stuff about him and he said he like got into gruesome detail about the homicides, but I kept put in a little bit about what he said about Tyler. Mm-hmm. So, because the defense tried to argue a lot about how he was this about he was immature he was this troubled youth he had anxiety depression drug use and it influenced his decision to kill right so they're trying Mm -hmm. to like basically make him sympathetic Mm -hmm. right as it's their job to do Mm -hmm. right they're trying to argue on his behalf Mm -hmm. and the judge is like nah i don't have any sympathy for this motherfucker Mm -hmm. so the judge is like while casually talking to his friends about killing his parents a month and a half before the actual crimes, he revealed that he would wait until after his brother moved to North Carolina and wait, he did. Oh, so yeah, he had this plan to kill his parents and have this party for six weeks before he actually went through with it. He Mm -hmm. waited for his brother to move away to college. Mm -hmm. And he took his phone, took the parents' phones away before he went to kill them. 
so they mm-hmm. couldn't call for help when if the plan went off like off um what he wanted it to go right mm-hmm. and um the judge also said that hadley hid the bodies he tried to clean up the blood and then mm-hmm. he sent word out and had a fucking party about it yeah right like with the bodies in the mm-hmm. house like that's disgusting <laughs> mm-hmm. right like how how cruel is that mm-hmm. to have your own parents dead in the other room and you're having a party right anyway so the judge says the defendant displayed perverse premeditation heartless cruelty and savagery extreme violence a willingness to mutilate an absolute depravity he said mm-hmm. considering the victims were blood relatives and were killed up close and personally with a handheld tool it's obvious the defendant was fueled by a long simmering passionate hatred toward those who loved him the most mm-hmm. the judges the judge said the crimes were not done on impulse weren't triggered by any one event and were carefully planned and he did what he had long wanted to do mm-hmm. so he was like fuck you motherfucker life sentence you can have the possibility of parole maybe but even then you still got to go to parole board yeah and he's got a life sentence for each parent oh so that would be 50 to life then well it's technically they can run at the same time okay but that means it's harder for parole because he has to be if he if he's eligible for parole on his mother's murder but not on his father's then he's still fucked right yeah he can't he can't yeah Yeah. it's like well we'd like we'll let you off on parole on one but the other one nah then it's just like (laughs) fuck you (laughs) his parole would be a upgraded cell in jail (laughs) it'd it'd be like well we're gonna give you parole but no no It'd just be like, he'd have parole for like a second Mm -hmm. and then the next decision would come in Mm -hmm. and he'd have like 30 seconds of happiness Mm -hmm. and then they would crush him with it. It's like that. It's like the, the feeling when you get paid and you're rich for a second and then you pay Mm -hmm. all your bills. Yeah. And then you're broke again. So I put in some of the stuff Mm -hmm. that people said about him, and some quotes, just like some written by Rolling Stone, some like like some of the articles and stuff, Mm -hmm. and some that were just like quotes about people that were at the party or friends of his or people that went to school with him. Mm -hmm. Some quotes from him directly from Mm -hmm. Tyler and I think some from like family members. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I, I think I actually took out some of the stuff about his mother, but because it was a little, it was a little, a little too much, but uh, the the most fucked up thing is his like probably like 10 weeks or so before he killed his parents Mm -hmm. he was in like a mental health treatment center like Mm -hmm. inpatient therapy and he like basically committed 
involuntarily by his parents. Okay, so he was on a he was fifty one fifty. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think it, in Florida it's called like the Baker Act or something. Yeah, like. I think in Florida. Oh, maybe that's California because it's like under it's under uh, it's a special one. What I read was because it's if they're under eighteen, mm-hmm. there's a special act for it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah the parents his, can do it uh, if they're under eighteen. He's and it was an involuntary psych hold. Yeah. Basically, yeah. It, yeah. So because she was worried about him hurting himself Mm -hmm. and people were saying like aren't you worried he's gonna like they said that he was a danger to himself or others Mm -hmm. and people were warning her that they thought he was a danger to others Mm -hmm. and she's and like someone said like aren't you worried that he would hurt you and she said no i think he's just a danger to himself Mm -hmm. right and that was like 10 to 12 weeks before the killing Mm -hmm. and i was like that's that's so sad sad for her right because all all they did was try to help him Mm -hmm. and all all he did was like i will throw party and kill parents yeah of all the the stupid reasons for killing someone Mm -hmm. to have a party that lasted from like 8 a.m to 4 a.m like What's that? Eight hours? 8 a.m. to 4 a.m. Um, eight hours, right? Yeah. Eight-ish. Yeah, it's like eight, yeah. eight hours of... Mm-hmm. And it, the party didn't start at eight. He just put that out on Facebook. So, like, mm-hmm. I think the first stuff they were talking about was, like, people talking about the party was getting going at, like, 11.30. Mm-hmm. So, he didn't even have, like, a good party for more than, like, five, six hours. Mm-hmm. so he got five or six hours of a good party and he's now spending all this shit time like 25 plus years in prison for it mm-hmm. and he murdered his parents and like his brother has to deal with this too right like he took that away oh, from his brother and like what the fuck yeah. Of all the shitty reasons to kill people. All the so, stupid reasons. Do they ever say exactly why he did it? To have a party to become popular. To have friends. That's why he did it. <sighs> okay. And that's legit the reason, Rachel. So how does that make sense for a game plan because as you can see through the party all his comments are like i'm going to go away for a long time or kill myself Mm -hmm. so how is he gonna get popular i mean i guess in the end he did get popular is he is he like rolling in friends right now though he's rolling in inmate friends oh we will see we'll get into these quotes (laughs) i have quotes for it Okay, Rolling Stone wrote this. Mm-hmm. Tyler's friends struggled to understand his motivation, but there was a general sense that what happened to Tyler might have happened to any of them. One 18-year-old girl who attended the party but knew him only slightly blamed his parents. What? Yes, and as you see, I wrote, Rolling Stone, what the fuck? 
Why would they... that is a direct quote from the article Rolling Stone wrote? I don't okay. understand it. I don't understand either. Okay. I had to include it. I had to read it. Rachel, help. <laughs> help. Um, what does okay. she mean? It might have happened to any of them. Like Tyler might have murdered them. What happened to Tyler might have happened to any of them. But what nothing happened. The fact that he went to jail for murdering his parents. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what might have happened to them? I think what I think what the whole point of that statement was is that people were saying that his parents were putting so much pressure on him and being so strict and weren't letting him be him. So obviously he had to murder his parents. Okay, yes, cuz that's the only valid solution is to murder your parents. Right? Cuz I don't fucking understand it either. Oh my gosh. But, but Ty- Tyler, and I don't know why, but I always want to keep calling him Travis. Like, <laughs> I, it's a fight with my mouth to not say Travis. Mm-hmm. There's not even a Travis in this fucking story. No, I was going to say, there is no Travis. Yeah. He might need to change his name at this Maybe. point. Maybe. But anyway. So... Like, he's had all these problems. He obviously, like, he's had issues. And maybe, like, we talked about it in the beginning, about how he was this premature baby. Mm-hmm. And he had developmental issues from mm-hmm. a really young, like, from birth, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something there. But he's had all these issues. He's had drug problems. He's had mental health problems. Developmental issues. Mm-hmm. All his life. And... All it looks like is his parents were really trying to help him. Mm-hmm. And he's hasn't really said anything. Besides, he's said one time that his dad punched him in the face. Okay. That's really the only thing he said besides his parents being religious and making him go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And being strict with him and not letting him have parties. Mm-hmm. And trying to get him clean from drugs and getting him, like, mental health counseling. Mm-hmm. Besides that, and, like, trying to, like, take away his phone and punish him for breaking the law, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Besides those things, it doesn't seem like the parents have done anything to him. No. So, I don't know what the hell that is. Anyway. So, you want to read the next one? Next yeah. little excerpt? Um, so the next one says he was under a lot of pressure and like his parents would never let him be himself. And honestly, I think they caused everything that just happened. His parents always expected him to be someone else that he wasn't. And that's not right. These are all excerpts from the Rolling Stone article. Anything Tyler would do, he'd be wrong for it. He just broke. Honestly, he got crazy because of it. If you have that much hate for somebody, then you actually would do something like that. No, no. See, here. No sane person. Yeah, this was a quote from someone that was included in the Rolling Stone article, but they never noted who said it. So I don't know who said it. But it was someone that knew him 
And I assume it was one of his classmates. <sighs> no, no, you don't. Even if you have, <sighs> even if you have underlying mental health issues and you're dealing with that and struggling, your first reaction when people are expecting you to be something you're not is not to murder them. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. As someone with anxiety, depression, ADHD, mm-hmm. and PTSD, I have not, never murdered anyone yet. As somebody with <laughs> high anxiety, I have also never murdered anyone. Mm-hmm. Never murdered anyone. You know, never done anything like that. I have never been in trouble with the... I have punched people. Mm-hmm. Not in my adult life. No, I did that when I was 16, so. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been pretty, like, controlled with my everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Even my tongue, you know what? Have not, like, mouthed off at people, even when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You can keep your shit together. I haven't mouthed off at people. I've hung up on people at work. (laughs) (laughs) Because they just, they wouldn't shut up. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't deal with it. So I've hung up with people. I've Mm -hmm. hung up. I've disconnected a phone call. (laughs) I'm struggling today. I'm sorry. Uh, I was trying to say something earlier to one of my coworkers, and my brain just shut off mid-sentence. <laughs> oh, my. So, Tyler told multiple people that, you know, his, and apparently, he's told lots of people a whole lot of different freaking things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he told some of his friends, including his best friend, Michael, that his father had in the past punched him in the face. Mm-hmm. But even if it were true, Michael, who seems to be the voice of reason, our hero of the story, who led mm-hmm. to the, the, you know, conviction, mm-hmm. could that, you know, he couldn't believe that this would lead to Tyler murdering his parents. Mm-hmm. Right? And also, not, Michael was not just the only person that called the cops that night. There was oh. dozens and dozens of phone calls. But Michael was the call that kind of led to the arrest. Mm-hmm. It had the most specifics. Yeah. It wasn't just like, hey, uh, this guy might have murdered someone. Mm-hmm. There's talk of this. Anyway, uh, Tyler also told his friend Marky that his father wasn't his real dad. Okay. Yeah. And Marky was amazed to find out during a police interview that Tyler had been lying. Oh, wow. What a Which surprise. A, yeah. Apparently a common theme. Tyler's lies. So the most common rationale that his friends kind of advanced was the drugs. Mm-hmm. And Marky says, we all make mistakes when we, on- when we on them jiggers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He said that Tyler drank heavily and smoked pot and popped pills like a madman. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they all... The- shit ton of drugs in the mm-hmm. system um cops found prescription bottles in tyler's name for 
hydroxyzine, uh, relatively mild anti-anxiety medication, as well as citalopram, antidepressant, uh, can increase the risk of suicide in adolescents and young adults, though. It's mm -hmm. a, a side effect in that. Mm -hmm. In a letter to from jail to his grandparents, Tyler referred to one psychiatric pill in particular without mentioning its name and said, I wish I never started that taking that damn pill. None of this would have ever happened. And said he regretted everything he did. I swear it's those drugs, man. Uh, but I'd say I'd take that with a fucking grain of salt because mm -hmm. a fellow inmate later testified that Tyler claimed he'd, he'd begun to plan the murder and the party three more than three weeks before it happened, which we know it's, it was actually six weeks. Mm -hmm. And he said to the inmate, you should have come to the party. It was awesome. Yes, because an inmate is going to go to a 17-year-old's party because that's what they do. Yeah. Also, we've got some more quotes later. Um, including this right now, actually, that you're going to read. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, he wasn't, he did not seem remorseful mm -hmm. at all times anyway. Okay. Um. At the St. Lucie County Jail, Tyler is a celebrity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when this shit went down, it went world, worldwide. God, that was harder to say than it should have been. Yeah. He's apparently <laughs> the pit bull of jail, Mr. Yeah. Worldwide. Pit bull. He is a pit Mr. Bull. 305. <laughs> he wrote a letter to a friend. I was the second most popular story after the economy sure thing that's not something to be proud of but all right whatever floats your boat um he responds to fan letters and signs hambo all right and signs autographs for other inmates hammer time don't disrespect mr mc hammer like that but because um, of the murder weapon rachel I don't care. Don't disrespect Mr. MC Hammer. I know, but he was dumb enough that he couldn't even come up with his own catchphrase. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, but he also he's also jumped and beat up. And beat so, up. yay! Yeah. Yay, he got the shit kicked out of him. Get him. Get it. So, he's been continuing his education. He passed his GED. Scored 2100 on the SAT. I'm shocked. He reads all day, recommending to his friends the Harry Potter books. I was very upset about hearing that. Oh, God. Should be taken from him. Mm -hmm. And anything by James Patterson. Apparently, he likes murder mysteries. I mean, are we surprised? No. Yeah. Anyway. Apparently, he should have read those before he tried to kill his parents in a stupid way. Yeah, really, though. Yeah. Apparently, piling shit up in a bedroom... And locking the door is not a good way to get rid of a body. It is not. Patterson. It is not. Yeah. So he's been meeting with a priest, a father, Michael, not <laughs> his best friend, Michael, and has expressed his desire to become ordained when he gets out of jail. Okay. But no. That, ex that seems unlikely to happen. No, because he's not going to get out of jail <laughs> and nobody's going to take a murderer for a priest. Mm -hmm. I mean... <laughs> Never mind. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> uh, 
um, he was mad at his best friend Michael for a while because mm-hmm. he blamed him and said he was in jail because of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he eventually forgave him. Mm-hmm. He was also mad at first because he, you know, Michael prevented him from committing suicide with his plan with the Percocets. Mm-hmm. But eventually did for- forgive him. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I've got a couple of, I've got three quotes here left that are three quotes from people that were at the party we have three quotes from people that were at the party mm-hmm. the night of the murders mm-hmm. so the first one is mike young who was a jock that was at the party mm-hmm. he says i was like damn brother that's creepy as hell I can't believe we partied last night where there was dead people. After Mike gave an interview to a local news reporter, he got 30 Facebook friend requests. Oh, my God. They were like, I seen you on the news, bro. I was like, yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Do you want to read the next one? Uh, sure. I wasn't upset when I heard, says the 16-year-old cheerleader. I wasn't scared or disgusted. It's not like I knew him personally. I was just in awe. What? Yeah, I don't understand. All right. Cool, 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 cool. cool. I hope it was, like, awe. Yeah. Kind of awe. Not, not like, awe. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. And then there's Anthony Snook. Mr. Snook, who saw the blood on the bedroom door mm-hmm. and was like, that's definitely just a bunch of people in there getting high with the door locked. Mm-hmm. Or fucking, you know. Both. One or the other. Or both. Or both. Right? Mm-hmm. He says, this is my favorite one. <laughs> he says, when he found out about the Hadley murders, mm-hmm. I think he might have been the last goddamn person on the planet to find out. Oh my god. Yeah, he was like, wow, I just went to the party of a lifetime. It's messed up what he did, but 20 years from now, I'll just be able to say I was there. I hate Port St. Lucie, but that's kind of cool. <sighs> right? I don't have anything to say to that. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture him. He's like, 20 years from now, he's going to be sitting down with like his grandkids, and he's going to be like, gather round, children. Let me tell you about my super awesome party I went to. Okay, first party of all, I was ever at. Hang on. So, you said, he, they're only like, they were only like 17, 18, whatever. You he gets around you, fast. Yes. You expect him to be a grandpa at like 38? He's already got children by now, for sure. I mean, by now, Yeah. Well, yeah, at this time, he was probably, like, 21 at the party. He probably had five children by then. Yes, because as we know, people have kids very young, and yeah. Yeah, he probably had five children by now, by that time. He was the raw dog king. Rachel, he's probably got great grandchildren by now. God, it's been so long. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so, 
who knows he's like great garen children come mm-hmm. around now sit here gather around the snapchat <laughs> let me tell you about the story of the facebook mm-hmm. i saw a post on the facebook and then i went to this party and they used roman numerals it was so long ago children mm-hmm. and it was the best party i've ever been to but we party next to some dead people, yo. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Uh, oh my god. Alright, cool, 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 cool. And that's and that's when the kids get up and they go, Mommy, is this why we can't visit daddy anymore? And without <laughs> without a lady sitting in the corner writing notes. And they go, Yes, honey, that is why you can't go visit daddy anymore. Yeah. He thinks we're his grandchildren. (laughs) (laughs) All the drugs messed him up, so he thinks he got grandkids. (laughs) Like he calls us, he says we're his grandkids, but we're not. Just go along with it. Daddy's not right in the head. (laughs) It's like we don't even know that man. It's fine. We don't don't, he doesn't even go here. Oh. It's just Mr. Ferguson. <laughs> we don't even know who he is. No. It's old man Jenkins. <laughs> we picked him up at the pound. <laughs> He's a rescue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so what have we learned? Don't kill somebody while you're on ecstasy. <laughs> Yeah. And also if you're gonna if you're gonna do the murder, have a plan. Yeah. Like come on, people. Also, you need better hype music than Lil Boozy because apparently they just turned you into a demented squirrel. You should have put on Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he might have made some better decisions. Yeah, but you would have also been like, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Also, a hammer? Mm-hmm. Really? A hammer, and then you, like, move all your shit across the house, carrying people up. Like, this is such bad planning. He should have just left them in the office and locked the office. But he had, like, the whole party was, like, in the office. No, but that's the thing. So you lock the office and the party can't be in the office. Ergo, party goes in the master bedroom. Bam, wham, <laughs> thank you, ma'am. But you know what? Like, having a party in the middle of a crime scene could have been a good idea mm-hmm. for, like, contamination purposes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, think about how much contamination of the crime scene you'd get like a fingerprints of other people people's mm-hmm. like bodily fluids in there you mm-hmm. would not have to worry about you being the only suspect right if he had actually planned Been a smart person how to clean it up mm-hmm. he could have cleaned it up as how you do and then he could have had people in there and they could have gotten all their fluids all over the place and the police would have been like jesus christ there are so many fluids in here we have no idea what to do yeah. So, but what I don't understand, see, this guy, he obviously has a big drug problem. So mm-hmm. he has access to drugs, right? Mm-hmm. 
he could have roofied his parents. Oh, 100%. I'm not, like, advocating for roofies, but instead of murdering your parents, could he not have just, like, drugged his parents and put them in the room and locked the door and had the party? Or even better idea, drug them, put them in the trunk of the car, (laughs) drive the car somewhere so it makes it look like they're actually gone, and leave the car in the middle of buck buck nowhere. Well, see, I was thinking you drug the parents, like if you give them roofies, you put Mm -hmm. them in their bed, tuck them in, get them to sleep, like they're sleeping it off, Mm -hmm. close the door, lock it, have the party clean it all up in the morning parents wake up and they just had like a a night where they slept mm-hmm. they wouldn't even remember they were in bed and then they're just like oh well yeah we had a party and like the neighbors might have said oh yeah you let your son have a party mm-hmm. and you slept through it really are they going to be able to prove that they were drugged probably not but oh. your parents aren't dead your parents are probably not going to be able to prove that you drugged them. Mm-hmm. I'm a lawyer and I shouldn't be saying any of this right now. You should not. This is all theoretical. Melanie's taking all of this back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the plot of my new book called Don't Drug Your Parents. <laughs> and my new character, Asmerelda. Shmezrelda. That's her last mm-hmm. name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our new podcast. Melanie plots crimes better. Melanie tells you how to get away with murder as a lawyer. No, that wasn't murder. It was Melanie tells you how to uh, plan a party and convince your parents that they they let you have it and they slept through it. Melanie tells you how to get away with crimes. That's our new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope the Newfoundland Bar Society doesn't hear it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or I'll have to find a new bar to work at. <laughs> you can just come to Nova Scotia. It's fine. Yeah. Then we record in person. Oh, well then. Mm-hmm. So, any final thoughts, concerns, questions, comments, complaints? lawyery advice to uh get away with crimes (laughs) don't commit crimes but hypothetically if you did don't be an idiot because i'll make fun of you yeah if you do commit crimes get good don't be stupid don't be stupid you know what else makes you stupid if you're not following us on instagram or our facebook page yeah that makes you stupid that would be stupid because our instagram is at inconsistent podcast one mm-hmm. and you know what you could do you know what you could do if you didn't want to be stupid you could rate us five stars mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can find us on facebook at inconsistently consistent and give us a like comment and say man this podcast is great i learned so much about how to be smart with crimes yeah (laughs) 
tell us all about how much you want to not be like a demented squirrel. Mm-hmm. Tell us what your form of nuts is. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you pack them books away like nuts. And if you want, if you don't want to post that on Facebook, because, you know, for some reason you like to hoard um, old baby pacifiers. <laughs> And that's an email and tell us what you poured. If you want to, if you want to comment something that my dad will see and will probably really embarrass me, go ahead. If not, and you don't want to embarrass Melanie, send us an email. We are oh, oh. inconsistentpodcast one at gmail dot com. <laughs> I got it. It only took me seven episodes. Did you hear my brain literally shut down in that moment? I heard it. But I am on some demented squirrel energy over here. She is. I got it. I am not on demented squirrel energy, so I am going to say good night and hide your nuts. <laughs> hide your nuts. Hide your wife.